All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Dropping the Glove, episode 700. We're getting up there to 1,000. We might get to 2,000 before Ovechkin, Tim. Or is it 1,000? I don't care. But anyway, so this is a big one. Literally a big one. I'm a big human being. Tim's big. When I was a kid, Tim, you know, I always, I always wished I had hands. I was tall. I could move around the ice okay. I didn't have hands. All my coaches, all the scouts, they say, gosh, if we could pair your size with mitts, some skill, some poise with the puck, you'd be a dangerous player. Along comes this this new fella to the NHL. He has has combined my size with just elite, elite hands, and he's just been nice enough to join the show today. Elmer, I'm going to butcher it, Solderbloom. Yeah, that's worked. Oh, I nailed it. Elmer's joining the show. Elmer, thanks for joining, man. I appreciate you. Come yeah, on. thanks for having me. From Thank Grand so from Grand Rapids. Yes, sir. Should we talk about that first? Or just we'll we'll save the demotion till the end, or let's just dig right into it. Are you okay yeah, to talk sure. about? You got sent down last week, right? Yeah. You come to yeah, the NHL. So... You come to the you come to North America. From Sweden. Yeah. Very successful Swedish career. You come over. First of all, why come across the pond? You, you're playing in Sweden. You were a sixth-round draft pick by Detroit. Did did you have any kind of thought just to stay in Sweden your whole career? Uh, no, I think I always, like my, my biggest goal uh, is to to play in the NHL. So I always uh, work towards, uh, towards that goal. So... Uh, yeah, I thought it was time to uh, to take that step and uh, uh, go over here and uh, yeah, do my best and uh, see how it goes. And how was it early on? Was it because you had you ever come to the United States, Canada, North America at all? Maybe for some international tournaments, or have you strictly stayed in Europe? Yeah, so I've only been here for like a couple of uh, like national tournaments with the with the Sweden and. Uh, a short tournament so other than that i've always been playing in sweden so uh yeah but i like it though i like the small ice and uh so far it feels comfortable to put to play on the small ice so you come over people were excited people were anticipating you 
Elmer Solderbloom's coming over. There's this mountain of a man. They had Mo Sider last year, six foot six. You're coming over. You're bigger than he is. You're more talented than mm-hmm. he is with your stick. You guys are very, very good. You come over. You make the Red Wings right out of camp. You had a good camp in Traverse City where I am right now. I live in Traverse City, Michigan. Couldn't get tickets to the game. Sold out. Everybody wanted to see Elmer. <laughs> you make your debut. Having a great season. Why do you get sent down? I'm Obviously, Steve calls you in his office or he calls you on the phone or maybe he shoots you a text. I don't know how the Red Wings work. What do they say? Why yeah. did he send you down to Grand Rapids? Uh, yeah, so... Uh... The first time was because, uh, yeah, I got I got an injury. I like broke my foot basically, so I needed some conditioning to get going. Uh, and then this time, uh, yeah, he basically just told me uh, he wanted me to play more more ice time and uh, have a bigger role. So in that way, improving improving my game in terms of uh, uh, defensive zone, uh, moving the puck, you know. And just improving my game overall, and uh, make decisions faster to be able to uh, to be successful in the NHL. I think uh, I need to improve also that, like my speed and uh, making decisions faster and uh, better decisions. So yeah, I see it just a, a way to improve here also and uh, get better. So you were happy with the decision to be sent down? No, like I'm not happy. Of course not. <laughs> I, I, okay. I I want to play. I want to play in NHL, and I, I I think I have a potential for sure. But uh, yeah, just it's a business, so you're just gonna yeah take it as it is, and uh, just just try to be positive and uh, just keep going. Well, the the reason people compare us, I I'm tall, you're tall, you're six eight, right? Or are you six seven, and you just say you're six eight? I think I'm six eight. Um, I'm two two hundred and two centimeters. I don't know exactly what it's convert to to inches, but I think uh, it's six eight. So let's talk about that. Most people don't understand a the difficult the difficulty it is to just do basic things when you're tall. It, it, we we yeah. develop a lot slower. Our hand-eye coordination yeah. takes a lot longer to kind of you're you're not coordinated. You grow so fast, it's hard to kind of get everything to work at the same time. How yeah. how did you get so talented? That's what I want to know. Because I, I worked my tail off on my hands, my feet, everything. I would do plyometrics outside, I'd be running around cones, I'd be stick handling, and I still, you know, there was a ceiling. What have you done to be able to move your hands and feet like a like a skill guy, but you're six eight, two hundred forty pounds for Pete's sake? Yeah. Um, so I think uh, for me it started very young. I growing up, I did a lot of different sports, uh, and I think that's a good way to to get to learn and control your body at a young age. And like then- soccer or football. Yeah, I played soccer, I played hockey, obviously. And then me and my brother also did uh, wrestling for a couple of years. Uh, I think that also helps a lot with, you know, body control and, uh, yeah, everything like that. So I think that's a good part to, like, try different sports and, like, move move your body in different ways. Uh, and then also, of course, uh, stick handle a lot, you know, work off ice, go to the – if you have a shooting area, go there and – you know, uh, shoot some pucks and also stick handle a lot. So 
I always like to to handle the puck and uh, practice it off ice also. So I think that's the the major part of it. What's your biggest weakness in your game? What do you what do you think that if you could fix one thing? Because I know Eisman's like you gotta quick passes, you gotta play more physical. Probably you gotta do this and that. Which which area do you look in the mirror and you go? I gotta work on that a little bit. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a good question. I would say obviously the the physicality to like learn to use my my long body and like my, my heavy body also in like in terms of my beneficial so I can like improve that game to be able to hold off guys and protect the puck and like really be be a threat all over the ice and be able to like, nobody should be able to take the puck from me basically yeah. that's the like the main focus you should have so like yeah have the confidence to be able to be out there and know that you're the strongest and biggest guy so yeah just to use my whole body to the to the maximum level i think and you've had some success I need to improve. yeah you've yeah. you've had some success you've shown flashes where there's highlights and you're like dang this guy he's good do you feel because that's all it is for hockey players where you have one good shift and you go gosh i dominated that shift do you think mm-hmm. that you could be one of these guys that can just control a game based on your size skill level could you could, could you be a superstar in the NHL, yeah, I mean that's that's my goal. I think yeah. so. You gotta you gotta aim aim big and and work toward towards this. Of course, it's uh, a lot of work behind it. So, uh, like, but my goal is is to to be to be that player and uh, improving uh, during the last uh, couple of years here. So, uh, yeah, that's the goal. Did you model your game after me? Because there's not many players that you could look to to kind of take little tidbits from. Did you ever watch me as a kid and say, oh, well, I wish? Nope. <laughs> Tim, shut up, shut your mouth. <laughs> I've seen I've seen some highlights. Uh, most of them are uh, fights. Not Elmer, maybe a, careful. Not maybe a fancy goal or anything, but uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fun fun to watch watch you actually. I actually, not many people know this. I made the all-star game in 2016 and I scored a few goals. You could probably look up those highlights. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen that Sally from, from that game also. Mm-hmm. When you go on. <laughs> and that's nice. Cool. So you did see a couple of those, but uh, yeah. in all sincerity, who did you model your game after? Like when I was a kid, I watched <clears throat> Ray Bork. He was the guy. Is there anybody that you said, okay, I like the way he plays. I'm going to try to be like him. Like a like a Matt Sundin or someone you know bigger yeah. stature guy. I I, th- I really like loved watching Peter Forsberg when I grew up. Uh, I think he had a really cool way to play. Um, you know he was he was tough out there, skilled guy, but also liked to play physical and and hit guys. Uh, so yeah, I really loved his his uh, style of play. What would you rather have a goal? Like a goal to make a three to one or just a huge open ice hit. Like well, you, you say he has a cool way to play. So you want to be that physical guy, like a Tom Wilson. Do you want to blow people up or what? How is an Elmer Salterbloom ideal game go? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think I want to like run around and like look for hits. I think that's, I think I want to use my, my physicality in ways of be able to, knock somebody off the puck or be able to protect it and 
take it to the net and be an offensive threat. Um, so I don't want to like be a guy that just out there to make hits and uh, look for that. But uh, of course, I want to be able to to make those hits when the opportunity comes, and uh, that's that's something I have to improve and work on as well. Uh, but yeah, overall, I want to be be as a, a skilled player also. Uh, yeah. So a bit of a combination, I would say. We had Mo Sider on the show a year and a half ago, maybe, Tim, around that time frame. He said yeah. he wanted to be a prick. He wanted to get in people's faces. He wanted to hit, but he would never fight. And he's a man of his word. I don't think he's been in one fight in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Are you going to fight, Delmer? You have a responsibility yeah. to to I, live up to the tall guys, Hal Gill, massive tough guys, Daniel Charta, yourself. Yeah. Are you going to drop the gloves here? Are we going to see you mangle some people? I don't know. Maybe sometimes. I mean, I think the situation is going to – if it happens, it happens. I mean, it's hockey, so it's it's going to be emotional out there. Out there. So, yeah, if it happens, it happens. And uh, we'll see, maybe. Have you been in a fight ever on the ice? Uh, I don't think I've dropped my gloves, but of course there's been through punches here and there. But – uh, so far, I haven't dropped the gloves yet. It's crazy. Kids don't. F- I would like, even in minor league, it, Sweden must be so different. I visited Sweden before. Beautiful yeah. country. We went to Stockholm. Who's all right? Yeah. No fighting in Stockholm. Nothing. No. No. no else. Also in Swedish, like in the Swedish league, it's. Uh, like if you drop your gloves or even fight, you can be like off the game and get no. a match penalty. So that's the biggest part. Like if you do it here, it's only like five minutes, right? So or even that. But in Sweden, it's uh if you like fight fighting someone, it's a big risk that you have to leave the game. So that's why I think. Did you like that? I don't know. I th- I think it should be like NHL rules in Sweden also. <laughs> Well, people talk about Europe, how it's soft, how it's just a bunch of players not hitting each other. It's just a bunch of – it's women's hockey, basically. Does that bother Europeans to get that reputation? Because people – I include me. I'm like, I don't want our game to be a European game. It's not fun to watch. There's no hitting. There's no fighting. There's no passion. All they do is just touch each other. "Eh, Don't hit me. eh, Excuse me. Does it bother Europeans to have that kind of reputation? Yeah, I think uh, that's a part that like European has to do better at. Because when the, those players come over, you know, if they're if you've been in a league where there's not a lot of hitting, and then you come over here, it's gonna be a big difference. So, I think, uh, yeah, like especially in Sweden, we need to uh, learn how to protect ourselves in in ways of expected to be hit to be hit and not not just uh, skate around and uh, look down at the puck and not be ready of your surrounding. Let me tell you what, I fought Douglas Murray. That guy was tough. And he was from yeah. Sweden. Like, people tell me he just yeah, runs, exactly. runs Stockholm, that guy. He just yeah. is the king of Stockholm. I don't know what that means, but apparently him and Victor Stahlberg just have very a lot of fun in Stockholm. All right, Tim is chomping at the bit. Yeah. Ask you a question. So, Tim, 
Go ahead. Yeah. Well, you were this uh, six-round pick, and and we don't really know that much about your story. Obviously, we don't follow the Swedish league as much as we do like the North American leagues. How does a sixth-round pick make his way to the NHL? Can you tell us a little bit about your journey into North America? It doesn't happen that uh, often. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got drafted in 2019. Um, at the time, I was playing at the Frölunda's program, the J20. Uh, yes, for the year after the draft, I got a couple games with the A team, uh, but was still playing uh, in the J20 team. Uh, and then the year after that, I signed my first uh, contract with the A team, with the Florida team. So it was a two-year contract. So I played those two years now. There, the first year was uh, not so good. I mean, I was basically the extra forward. Didn't have a lot of ice time. Uh, then that year, I played the World Juniors. Uh, played good there. And then I went on come back to Florida again. I, I had some confidence. And uh, yeah, that led me into the, the next year. And that was pretty much my break breakthrough year. When I yeah scored, uh, I think, 21 goals and a couple of assists in that regular season. So yeah, after that, I decided to take the step over here. Did you get invited to camp? Is that how it works? Uh, I mean, I after that, this summer I signed with Detroit. So I signed my entry-level contract. And then I, yeah, I came here to the, to the training camp and, uh, yeah, take it from there. How big was the jump in talent and speed and skill and all that, your first training camp? Did you feel like over your head or did you feel like you, you kind of fit in with that with that group? No, it felt pretty good actually. Uh, it was maybe when the game started. It was uh, you felt that it was a smaller eyes, faster, faster players, and you had to make your decision faster. So uh, yeah, but I think I adjusted pretty pretty fast to that and uh, get got my game uh, going pretty well. And who was it like in the room that sort of? especially after you made the team, like is there a veteran in the kind of took you under their wing or were you sort of on your own? Yeah, of course. I think uh, it's hard to just, just say one guy, but of course all, all the Swedes, uh, you know, helped me and uh, welcomed me to the team. Uh, and like, you know, a guy like David Perron who has been in the, in the league for so long. Uh, yeah, he's a guy that really, that really helps, helps out her. And, uh, has a lot of tips and tricks. All right. Let's talk about Detroit a little bit. You had a good season. Dylan Larkin being asked if he's going to re-sign. Somewhat of a of a controversial topic. They send Jakob Vrana down with you to Grand Rapids. Was that unexpected for him to get sent down to the Grand Rapids Griffins? Did you guys take the bus down? How does how does that work? Because you went down at the same time with him. Was that a surprise that he he got sent down? Uh, yeah, so he, I think he was uh, here a little bit before me because uh, to get some conditioning going, and then I come down also. So yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know all the decisions behind that, but uh, of course he's a really talented player, and uh, he's a yeah, he's a he's a goal goal scorer and a really good player. So yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen, but uh, we'll see. 
So what's Detroit's room like? I want to know, because I've been in good rooms. I've been in bad rooms. There's some characters there, like you mentioned, David Perron, Bertuzzi. You got some fun guys. How was the season going? It was up. It was down. There was some good stretches. There was some not very good stretches. What What's the room like? Yeah, as as you said, I think it's uh, some ups and downs. Uh, some sometimes we felt really confident and uh, uh, had a really good good spark in the in the group. And sometimes during bad bad times, we had a little bit low energy. But uh, yeah, overall, I think a really good group who uh, just figured out could go a long way. Actually, so when you're playing these teams, you you're coming from Sweden. All of a sudden, you're lined up, you're playing against Austin Matthews. You're lining up, there's Ovechkin. You're lining up, there's Artyom yeah. Panarin. Who's the best player in the NHL? Who's the guy that you saw in real life flying around the ice and you went, Man, that guy's better than I thought? W- were you overwhelmed? First of all, who's who's number one in your book? Can't be Detroit Red Wing. Uh, like, I have, I probably, I've seen, I would yeah. say, McDavid. McDavid, but I haven't played him yet. But mm. you know, watch watching all those highlights, it's unreal. Uh, but yeah, it's it's crazy to to like be in the same same league as those players and see them. I mean, my my first ever exhibition games in the preseason was against uh, Pittsburgh, so I had to play against Crossman Malkin, and that was like just really really cool and that's real feeling. So, how did you do? I I want to know because you. You're expected at your size to do big guy things. You're expected to dominate, to protect the puck. Like you said, no one's supposed to touch you. Do you ever get nervous? Do you ever go out there and just kind of are watching these stars rip around the ice? Because you're only 21. These guys are your idols maybe growing up. Do you ever get just in over your head, little starstruck? Yeah, of course. You. It's it's a cool feeling. And you you when you see those guys, it's just a surreal feeling. But once once the puck dropping you out there and playing the game, I I don't think about it too much. You're in, you're so much in, in your game and in the head, so you're just trying to trying to do your best and play the game, and that's kind of take the pressure off you. Is there anybody you don't like? You came over. You only been over here for what a couple months. You played a few teams. You you develop any rivalries? People get under your skin because I'm sure people trash talk you, right? Oh, you tall, you tall so and so. You're useless. What are you doing out here? Do you? Is there anybody no. you just don't really like? Actually, not not so no, far. I, Come on, I, I'm only, only playing like 20 games, right? So I haven't uh, been in that that uh, heat yet. But maybe someday I'll have a really uh, revival against someone. Do you trash talk at all when you're on the ice, or do you just keep your mouth shut? No, I'm actually pretty pretty quiet out there. I'm trying to be focused on my game, and uh, I don't try to. Like, like too much energy on that, but uh, yeah, it's uh, maybe I'll, I'll change my mind uh, later on in my career. But uh, now it's uh, pretty quiet. Is does anybody trash talk on the ice anymore, or is everyone just so respectful and quiet? Because it doesn't seem like there's much back and forth going on. Is there much? Yeah, that, that, there's definitely a lot. I would say it depends. Depends like what team you're playing and how the games develop. Some games could be pretty quiet and some games could be like everybody's talking everybody's saying something to each other so i think that's uh, something that's a little bit up and down actually who were the who were the worst teams the bruins probably yeah you know you have marsha there and uh, guys like that so 
and they're a good team also. So, of course, it's frustrating to play against those guys. Who's the guy? Is it Perron still yapping around? Because when I played against him, he would not shut up. All, all game yeah, long, he's, he would yap. Yeah, yeah he, he probably is the guy that talks the most on, it's uh, funny. on the team, actually. We, uh, we've done these stories or these polls. It's like, who do you hate the most? And he was always in my top five. I, I, I could yeah. not stand that guy. For whatever reason, I just didn't like his face. But you say he's a good dude. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he is. He's a really nice guy. Seriously? Yeah, but I don't know how how it is to play against him, but uh, I can it's imagine he's yeah, it's the worst to play against him. But it's it's good to have him on the team. Who's the toughest D man to play against? Because you you probably match up versus the big physical defenseman. Is there somebody who are like, damn, that guy's strong? I didn't expect that. Oh, uh, I don't know. Like I feel like. The big guys in the league are obviously, you know, I played a game against uh, Headman. He, yeah. He's bigger than he's he's bigger than I thought. I felt like almost uh, short when I stand next to him. But uh, yeah, it's always it's always uh, tough to play against those big demons. What's your go-to? I, I'm fascinated by. You. I could talk to you all day. How much do you bench press? Ooh. Um, you have to convert this because I only know it in uh, kilograms. Kilogram. So okay, yeah. So I haven't done it in a while. But back in Florida, I think I did like one hundred and thirty-seven yeah. kilograms was my maximum. One thirty-seven kilograms. That's about three hundred pounds. No way. Yeah. So that was my uh, my maximum uh, uh, bench press, one rep. No, I, uh, you, he doesn't believe you. You come on this show and you lie to everybody. 137 <laughs> kilograms. No, yeah. no, really? Yeah. Tim, that's 300 have, pounds. Do you have long, long arms too? Yeah, I have it too, but I don't know. So I just bench press was, uh, we did, did it you, pretty much. Did you bounce it off your chest? Like a cheat? Like, did you just should bounce it up or did you stop? Yeah. Like no, I actually like have a pretty, uh, pretty big like bridge. You know, you bridge off like this and have your chest pretty high, so then you yeah. can like go. Take your, like... take your shirt off. Let me see your chest. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's how I do it. Like trying to bring the chest as much up as possible, and then you can just push off the bench press. Because three hundred's a lot. I've never put up three hundred in my life. I'm lucky to put up oh. two fifty. Like I, that's that's a lot of weight. That's impressive if you're if you're putting up three. What now? What what do you squat? How, can you do chin ups? That's what I want to know. Like a pull up. Yeah, yeah, I can do it maybe, but I don't know. I don't do many. Like if I should do a maximum reps, maybe I'll do ten max. Ten seven. Yeah, maybe seven eight around there. I thought he was gonna say something like maybe like twenty. <laughs> no. Forty. <laughs> no, yeah. it's. Like it's so hard when I do chin up, like you know, when I go down, my knees almost touch the ground. So I need to like really put my legs up to be able to. I'm taller than you are, Elmar. Okay, I'm taller than you. Let's not forget that. Yeah, you know how it is. You know I know it how is. it is, but I also weigh thirty pounds more than you do. All right, yeah. now, and then I I don't care if anybody thinks it. What do you squat? Because I I enjoyed to squat. What is your max squat? Four yeah. hundred kilograms. No, no way. Like the squat is actually, I think I have haven't been doing as much because okay. okay. 
I have like some issue with my back growing up. Which is up. smart because you don't use your legs with hockey very much. Yeah. <laughs> but I have I have done like uh, much other stuff, you know, with kettlebells and okay. weights. That's not on that's not on my uh back, but when I did the maximum test in the squats, maybe I did uh two hundred and twenty kilograms. No, one hundred and eighty kilograms maybe. So around what is that? That's about three hundred and sixty ish, probably. Yeah, maybe something almost like four hundred. That's pretty good. That's still pretty good. He's a strong boy, Tim. He's a strong boy. I I enjoy that. So you're in Grand Rapids. Did he give any indication? Sorry, this interview is all over the place, Elmer. I'm I'm very fascinated no by you. Is there any no what did he say? He said, go down, work on your game. Don't call us, we'll call you. Or did he give you like You'll be back up here for sure. How did he end the conversation with you? Uh, yeah, it was basically just, uh, you know, pretty pretty short. And, uh, you know, go down there again, get some some more ice time, uh, get a bigger role, uh, try to improve your, your game, like, around the walls and uh, be strong on the park, making faster plays, uh, better yeah. plays, and, and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, and then, uh, like, he didn't say it for how long. So I guess just yeah. uh, to be here until I hear something else. So, uh, yeah, that's that's basically how it, how it is. So you're two games in. How do you think it's going so far? All right. It's, it's a tough league, you know. It's a really a, a fast-paced game here, and it's a lot of a lot of back, back and forth. And uh, everyone is uh, uh, physical here also, so... Yeah, but it's, so far I think it's it's going pretty well. Uh, but yeah, uh, definitely a tough league also. Yeah, AHL's the, the gap between the AHL and the NHL is it's close. Yeah. It's it's a lot closer. When I was playing, it was the jungle. You go down there, get in fifteen fights, and you wouldn't like, <laughs> score one goal. You wouldn't touch the puck. All right, Tim. Tim likes to do a rapid fire, Elmer, to our to our guests. Is that what you're going to okay. queue up here, Tim? Yeah, just quick, quick questions, quick answers. I got a few here. Um, okay. First one: If a movie was made about your life, what actor would play you? Oh, that's a new question, Tim. <laughs> I've been working on it, uh, and I don't know any like any good actors. Maybe someone tall. Maybe uh, Swedish. Maybe Skarsgård. He's pretty tall. You got? Is that? Is he lying again? I don't even know who that is. You know, Skarsgård. You know Scotchgard, I put it on Alex. my seats. Stop, you're messing. Yeah, okay. Um, what's your favorite is. American restaurant? Oh yeah. Ooh, uh, I really like Chipotle. Like just to get <laughs> after training. But if you mean a fancy restaurant, I don't know. I have a... Chipotle is great. Probably yeah. no. no. It's funny yeah. how that'll change. This that'll be your answer for two years. Then you've been in the league for like five, six years, and that'll change. But my yeah. first two years yeah. on the subway, nothing wrong yeah, with that. Exactly, love that. Stuff. So good. Um, who's your celebrity crush? Mm, Scotchgard. <laughs> Ooh, um, let's go with Margot Robbie. Uh, okay, he's a blonde. She's guy. probably our most common answer. Um, yeah. What would your last meal be? Before he gets murdered. <laughs> if you can just pick your your last meal, going dark here. Uh, I like it. Probably a really good burger. Nice. Wow. Okay. 
Okay. A, if you a could... burger. Yeah. A really, a really nice burger. What's a nice burger to you? A lot of cheese, some bacon, uh, some tomatoes, lettuce, uh, some dressing. Okay. Yeah, that's basically it. Um, yeah, that's it. He's a simple man, Tim. Yeah. I like it. It's so good. Uh, so good. A couple more. Make make an NHL. If you could pick any two line mates in the entire NHL, who would they be? Make the best possible line. Uh, Mike David and Matthews. Okay. Nice. Even in the playoffs, if it was like a crucial time, you would still want those two guys? Yeah, probably. Offensive. Offensive. Yeah. Probably not if you're up a goal. Maybe. <laughs> maybe Bergeron or somebody. Yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, just, right. just two more. What surprised you the most about living in America? Um, good or the bad. Traffic is the the traffic is really weird. Like, if you're on the highway, cars are flying by right and left, and it's no structure, and you can turn like right here on red lights. That I didn't know that first, so I was like just standing there and waiting for the green light. So. Yeah, it's a. I think the traffic is really something else compared to Sweden. Well, there's there's there no traffic in Sweden. I've I've been to Sweden. There's traffic. Yeah, but it's it's a lot more structure. I would say. He's calling us stupid, Tim. It's organized over there. Yeah, dumb Americans. That's what he's calling. You believe this guy? He comes on. He lies (laughs) about what he benches. Calls the whole country dumb. Unbelievable. He's not wrong. That's how it is. Um, Yeah. Last last question. What's the best advice you ever got? Oof, that's that's a tough one. Uh, I don't know. Maybe just uh, follow your follow your dreams and uh, uh, you know work hard. I think that's the that's the biggest part of uh, uh, success is to work hard and like go go for your goals and follow your dreams. What's the hardest thing about coming over here from Sweden? Is it the food? Uh, that's the one thing actually to get like, like uh, to get good food and you know be able to to cook f- good food for yourself also because uh, that's an important part of your of your like of your lifestyle to to eat well. Uh, when you go to a, yeah, definitely. when you go out to dinner, what's a typical order? Because I you got to eat food. You got to have at least five yeah. th- six thousand calories a day in your peak performance, you're training all the time. I would order two entrees, a salad, an appetizer, then four or five beers. Mm-hmm. What is your order like when you go to a restaurant? Yeah, uh, of course I got to eat a lot. So yeah. uh, maybe start off with a salad and then uh, some, uh, some nice big steak or maybe some pasta dish. Uh, and then maybe I'll, I'll skip the, the five beers, maybe only one beer or something or two. Okay. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, I, I, I pretty simple actually. I, but I still, like a lot of food actually. In, in the A, beers on the bus. Have you been on the road yet? No, I haven't been on the road yet. Cause usually the rookies will get the beer for the bus. I don't know. You have some veterans okay. on the team. Did you have to do it in the mm-hmm. NHL? Cause I had to do it in the NHL too. Were there beers on the bus? No, on the I think, show? Yeah, I think it was already there. Like, some guy brought it there already, so I I actually didn't do it. You did? No, I I haven't. No, I didn't do it. Who drinks the most? Does someone have a drinking problem? 
Tell us. <laughs> I would say the guy drinks the most, probably uh, Oscar Sundquist. Steve uh, Eiserman, did you say? Unbelievable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who's who are you closest with on the on the wings? Who do you spend your time with? Uh, I would say like uh, the younger guys, like uh, Bergren and uh, Joe. You know, uh, you know, we're pretty much the same age, so it's it's, it's easy to to talk about things and have things in common and stuff like. That. so uh, i'll say say the younger guys one more question and for me anyways tim you can wrap it up with something else do you guys see where the wings are headed because they before you got here probably when you were drafted they were a dumpster fire bad contracts no talent in the pipeline fast forward to now there's exciting young players everywhere you finally have some goaltending situation there's some good goaltenders on the roster. Can you guys see where this is heading? Do you guys talk yeah. about that? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think it's uh, a lot of talent in the, in the prospects and the, you know, upcoming uh, youth uh, and the depth that the organization have. So I think it's a bright future actually. And uh, yeah, hopefully we could make it be go really well. And uh yeah, I agree with what you said. It's an uh, upgoing, uh, upgoing trend to be a good team. Well, I hope, Elmer, we see you soon wearing that Red Wings jersey. You deserve it, man. Work on your game down there. We're excited to see you back up in Detroit. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Go have some burgers. Enjoy mm-hmm. your day. Have fun in Grand Rapids. And Hey, man, thanks for coming on. You're a, a fantastic guest. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. All right, everybody, go check out. Do you have a Twitter or a, an Instagram? People can talk to you, Elmer. Yeah, I have an Instagram. It's just uh, at uh, Elmer Soderblom. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, what I use the most. All right, go go follow him because he's just a little bit of a liar, but that's okay. Well, he's just a great guy. Just we'll kidding. see. We'll see about that. <laughs> you got to post a video of you bench pressing and then look in the I camera and be like, "Suck it, Scott." <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it in the summer. <laughs> All right. Thank you for coming on, Elmo. Yeah, Appreciate everybody so listening. Cheers, everybody. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. 